What's up, everybody? Guys and girls, girls and guys, welcome back to Life's a Garden. If you're new to the program, or if you haven't yet, help out the show and hit that subscribe button. You'd be doing me a huge favor. But most importantly, what I'd like you to do is listen to the damn thing. Let's get those views up. Help spread the word, share this podcast, invite your friends, do all that. Now that we got all that out of the way, let's get into the episode. It's episode 54 of Life's a Garden. What's up, everybody? How are you guys doing today? I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're all living your best life to the fullest. It's the only way to do it. Um, I am recording this episode well ahead of time because I will have been spending my weekend in the Lone Star State of Texas. I am spending the weekend in San Antonio, Texas, going down there to see my buddy Pow. Uh, unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to haul all the equipment and do the podcast from there. That would be awesome, actually, do a on-location podcast. So next week, I'll have to give you all the, uh, all the lowdown on, on the adventures and all the fun stuff we've done over the weekend. But for this week, we're going to... We're going to do it ahead of time, and you guys are going to hopefully stick around and listen because we've got some fun stuff to talk about. Um, want to send out a happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. I know it was yesterday, but nonetheless, want to say happy Father's Day to all of you. Um, I think that's a good place to start off. I'll give a shout-out to my father. And uh, I thought I'd go ahead and start off by telling a couple of stories about my dad, and uh, you know, just some of the some of the good times I've had. Maybe some of the not so fun times. I don't know. Just just the best. Me- we'll go best memories. Best memories with my dad. Um. So, as you know, if you're if you're a longtime listener, you probably know. I did not have the, you know, television version of of what, like, a a childhood. I didn't have the storybook childhood. Uh, Pretty much both my mom and my dad were not a relative point in my, during my childhood. So, um, growing up, they were in and out, both of them, but... As far as my dad goes, I specifically remember being a kid and so like I said, he growing up, you know, in my infancy and, you know, even into like being five and into that range, toddler age, I don't really remember, you know, he wasn't, if he was around, I don't remember it kind of thing. So... It was weird to me to call him dad because I didn't really have a dad. I didn't really know what it was like to have like a dad dad, you know, I guess. 
so I remember, you know, hanging out with them and we're on the river fishing and boating and doing all this stuff. And I specifically remember calling him Tim. Like I would not call him dad. I would only call him Tim. So it was like Bart to Homer, how Bart only calls his dad Homer. And I remember him being like, you know, you can call me dad. And I was like, okay. And like, I remember the first time it might've been the first time I ever called him dad. Honestly, it's, it felt so weird. Cause up until that point, I had never said that I never called somebody dad. So, um, yeah, I just remember that. And then obviously it's funny because our mine and his relationship has, has drastically morphed throughout my life. And, you know, for various reasons, was in and out of my life. Some, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't really know some of it, I guess. Some were, he did do some time in the clink, which I have talked about openly on this podcast. And it's all in the past. It is what it is. Shit happens. You know, it's just, that's the story. That's how the story is. And that's how the story gets told. I hold no resentment. Things happened and we've moved on. But due to that, we definitely did not, you know, spend time together growing up. And I do remember I do remember um pieces here and there in my, you know, between the ages of 5 and you know, whatever 12, 13, 14, in that area. Um, I remember the first boobs I ever saw were on his shop wall because he had, like, just posters of naked women everywhere. I must have been six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. And I just remember walking in that shop, seeing that, and being like, I like this. It might have. It was like the first time I'd ever seen that, and you, and your your animal instincts kick in, and you're immediately like, yes, that I want that. Um, I remember. I remember uh, hanging out. He lived on the river for a while. We were doing a fire by the river, and I, like, we were standing around a fire, and I a spark flew up in my face, and I stepped back and I slid down this uh, like ravine it was like a rocky hill and I slid down toward the river and one of his friends just fucking flew over the edge like a madman like perfect aim landed on top of me and uh, saved my life even though I was fine but and he ended up fucking me up even more <laughs> so there's that that's one thing I remember. Um so actually speaking of going to Texas, this is not the first time I've been to Texas. Um during his longer jail stint or prison stint I should say, we uh I was I hadn't seen him in God five years maybe something like that I don't know it'd been a while 
Well, he had arranged it with one of his friends, this this lady, who drove a semi-truck to be able to bring me down because he was in uh, Colorado. He was um, doing time in Colorado. In this fucking, like, maximum security prison. And I know that sounds crazy. Trust me. His crime was not, like, maximum security level that I know of. That I've been told. But it's like, you know, there was two separate ends. One was, like, for the goddamn... I think the Unabomber is in the other, one side of it. And then the other side was for, like, lesser criminals. As far this is what I remember. And that's where he was. Was in the, the lesser end. So anyway, um I end up going on and, and her this lady's truck route was to Texas. It was to drop off a load in Austin, but on the way we were gonna stop in Colorado to see my dad. And that was an that whole experience was very interesting because you know, I it was the first time I'd ever ridden in a semi truck. First time, I think, for, yeah, first and only time. And this is one that had a like a, a sleeping area. I slept in this top bunk area. Pretty pretty decent. Like it was a interesting experience to say the least. I brought like my PlayStation, so I hooked that. She had a little TV. I was able to play PlayStation on. And we ended up getting a, it was it was. God damn, a f like a week trip. I think it took a full week. And we were, you know, stopping at Flying J's and stopping at truck stops. And I'll tell you what, those have some of the best restaurants I've ever eaten at. Those Flying J's. And uh, we stopped in, Flo uh, in Colorado to see my dad. And they wouldn't let us in. Because this was like, like I said, top security prison. They're they're scanning our hands for like substances, and like doing all kinds of different like scans, swabbing our fucking cheeks and stuff. I'm surprised they didn't give us a full cavity search. Well, it turns out the gal who brought me there had some kind of substance on her hands. Now, she said it was some prescription shit. I don't know. She's a trucker. Don't know what kind of lifestyle that may include. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to make speculations. She had substances on her hands, nonetheless. She asked if maybe I could go in, and just because I was with her, couldn't go in. So this whole trip was for naught. Now, just to finish off that little story, that little side quest we, we went on, ended up, obviously had to make the rest of the trip, went to Texas. I, I remember somewhere in this trip, I went to bed having to take a piss. Actually, no, it was when we got into Texas. So we got to Texas. First of all, AC was broken in the truck. We're talking about middle of the summer... Record-breaking heat in Austin, Texas. So it was like 110, 115 out. I'm sleeping in this... Basically oven of a truck. Sweating my ass off. I gotta take a piss. We're in like rural, rural Austin. 
I can't, you know, I can't just, like, I'm, I'm too nervous to, like, go outside and piss because we're, like, in the middle of rural Austin. So I just go to bed having to pee. Wake up the next day. We're already on the road. She already made her, like, drop off. I slept through the whole thing. We're already back on the road. I wake up with the biggest pain in my pelvis. I feel like I'm about to give birth. And I go over there. I'm like, where's the nearest? I'm just like, God damn it. Where is the nearest rest stop? And she goes, oh, about 40 miles. I'm like, oh, God. My chair almost broke. How do you like that? Uh, Yeah, so I'm just like, oh, my God. I have to piss now. Held it for the next 40 miles, and it was the longest, the hardest, and the most relieving piss I ever took. And that was my first time in Texas. Hopefully, this time, not so bad. It was it was an experience of a trip, so didn't get to see my dad, but, you know, shit, shit happens. Now, back to, uh, back to more stories about... about the the paternal unit um okay so like i said we had our on and off points we had our our uh i don't know in and outs well as i've grown older as you know we've gotten a lot closer we've had a lot more times together we've spent a we spent more time together we've done more stuff and yeah, I've been he, he's we've both been more involved in each other's lives. Um I I went to Sturgis with him last year. Or no, sorry, the year before that. Went to Sturgis for the first time. That was a great experience. We had a lot of fun, went to some shows. Um we've been to a few concerts together. So those have been fun. Um ended up going to one of the best trips we ever made was we went to Denver, went to a football game, um, went to a Halloween party, one of the best parties I've ever been to. I, So we went to this party. We went to this – I've told this story before. Went to this Halloween party in downtown Denver, littest party I've ever been to, got fucked up drunk because they were serving – it was open bar because you pay, you pay like in the ticket price. Open bar. We're drinking doubles all night. And he's pounding them back like normal. By the end of the night, everybody's just shitty drunk. We're walking out, trying to get, trying to hail a cab, trying to find people. Every single person, every single hot chick we pass, he's, how you doing? How's it going? How are you tonight? I'm like, dad. They're not going to fucking go home with your old ass. <laughs> and um, I remember ending up the next night after that, we went to, or the next day we went to the football game. I ended up going out again with my cousin, showed up back at the hotel puking drunk. And he's, he's just, I'm, I hear him laughing out in the room as I'm like puking in the, in the bathroom. That was pretty funny. It was a good time. And, um, what's, 
what's interesting about that trip, so that was shortly after my uncle had passed. I've talked a lot about my uncle on the my uncle Don. I've talked a lot about him on the podcast. Now, in those times when my dad wasn't necessarily in my life, Don kind of served as my father figure. Um and it's just interesting because after Don had passed, I had spoken at the funeral. I had mentioned how Don was like my dad. All of this. And my dad kind of took something, I don't want to say offense, but it, it, it definitely dug into him a little bit. He let me know. But I, I feel like that was a big turning point for me and his relationship. Because shortly after that, me and him ended up going to that football game. It, it was a Broncos-Chargers game, which was my uncle's team. And it's almost like he took back that role as the father figure. And ever since then, we've been more involved. We go out and do stuff. We hang out. We stay in contact. So, yeah. I think that was a it's it's interesting how how the dynamic has changed and how we've evolved through our relationship. So with all that said, happy Father's Day to you dad. I do want to say a, a happy Father's Day to Uncle Don also who is not with us anymore. Uh you've both served very well as my father figures and that's I couldn't have asked for better. So, cheers to you guys. Happy Father's Day. And happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Hope you're not all hope you're hope you're hope you're all having a great day. Hope you guys have a have a good a good weekend and uh Cheers to you. Be good dads. Um okay. I have been waiting for a long time to talk about this. Weeks. I've, I've wanted to talk about this for a while on the podcast. And I don't know why it took me this long. But we got to talk about this. And if you're listening to the podcast, I just held up the cover of British Vogue featuring... Billie Eilish. Now, what some of you might not know is that I love Billie Eilish. I absolutely love her. I love her music. I love her as a person. I think she's just a genuine person. She's, She's had fame at a very young age and she's handled it about as good as most people can. I love her story. I love, you know, everything about her. She's honestly, like, every bit my current celebrity crush. Um, l- let me just talk about her music for a second, because obviously music is a big deal to me. She caught my attention because she's very, like, dark and, like, somberish. And it reminds me a lot of, like, rock and metal, which is obviously the music I prefer. 
and I don't mind the the genre, like the style of pop music and this like wave of pop music that she's come into. The Post Malones, uh, Khalid. She's done like collabs with Khalid that are amazing. I like that that like era of pop, or this current era of pop, I should say. And so, um, her music is just really, I, I love it all. Like honestly, Bad Guy, which was like her big song. Wasn't a fan of it. But like all of her other stuff, I'm a huge fan. Her new stuff, love it. Absolutely love it. And she's like, she's gorgeous. I love her. Like, I think she's beautiful. And therefore, I have a crush on her. But anyway, um, I also, I also actually loved the fact for a long time that she. Like, her style, the way she dressed, she always dressed, like, very loose-fitting clothes, comfortable clothing. She always said it was because it was what she was comfortable wearing. She just likes that that stuff. And also, it was kind of this way of her not being this sex object, where it was like she could... The music is what got her there. It wasn't her looks. It wasn't her, like, sexuality. It wasn't, like... Just guys flocking to her and all this stuff. Like, I always thought that was really, really cool. And it's it sucks that that's the way it had has to be. But also, it's like, it proved that her music was enough to get her over. You know? It was a totally different style. And so many women, especially in pop, use that... Use their bodies, use their, you know, the sex cells type thing to get over. And I love the fact that she got over because of her music. Now, that brings us to this um, Vogue shoot. As much as I loved Billie Eilish before, I didn't think it was possible, but I do believe I love this version of Billie even more. Ever since that cover shoot, not just the cover, but obviously like the photos, the other photos have come out. I have consistently been thoroughly milked. My nads are basically dried raisins at this point. They're empty. There's nothing left. I'm shooting blanks. <laughs> I'm kidding. But absolutely stunning. And I and and for real though. She, she's opened up more. I mean, and I think a lot of it, of course, had to do with the fact that she was younger. And uh, that had a lot to do with it. Now she's of age and all this. She's like, I think she's 19 now. So she's more expressive with her body. And that's great. Like, I'm, she should be. She should be able to do that. And I have no problem looking. Because she's stunning. She's like one of those big-tittied goth girls that I, like, drooled over in high school. And, I mean, 
who doesn't love a, 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 a nice goth girl? I got I mean, let me tell you. If, and I don't want her to do this. I pray to God she never does this. If she started an OnlyFans, she would immediately be my entire bank account richer. Talk about being thoroughly milked. My bank account, my wallet would be thoroughly milked. I'd be <laughs> I'd be homeless on the streets. I'd double down my mortgage and just feed it to that fucking OnlyFans page. Just <laughs> just to <laughs> Oh god, I can't even keep a straight face. I mean like I said, in all honesty, I hope she never has to do it. She won't ever have to do it. And I hope she never does. She, I don't want her to stoop to that. If you're... I guess I don't want to say if you're making an OnlyFans page, you're... It's like... It's like OnlyFans is like celebrity boxing for women. It's like when celebrities turn... I'm not talking about regular people, because... I mean, that's... Get, get your money. It's a hustle. Whatever. When celebrities turn to OnlyFans, you know there's something going on. They they need that money. Yeah, it's like celebrity boxing. If if you're doing that, are you really in the best place in your life? So I hope I I genuinely hope that never happens for her. But if it did, that would be my my dream. Really, my dream would be just to, uh, you know, be there in person. But, And if she ever sees this, that'll never happen. But what what would... The best case scenario is my band gets big and I get to do a collab with her. Legitimately. That would be the best thing. As much as I love her and think she's gorgeous, um, her music is, is the thing that I absolutely love the most. So to be able to enjoy that as I get to already, that's pleasure enough for me. But uh, she is definitely, without a doubt, my celebrity crush as of right now. And that, that uh, Vogue? Grazie. Grazie, Vogue. <laughs> but I've been waiting to say, I've been waiting to talk about that for some time now. So, there you go. There's my thoughts. Um, I just heard this today, speaking of, like, sexual stuff. This was kind of interesting and kind of weird to me. Um, apparently, this is as I know it. You know, I haven't really looked into it, but this is what I understand. Um, DC put out, like, this rated R version of Batman. I don't know. I, it must be on HBO Max, so I probably could watch it. It's like this rated R version of HBO of uh, of Batman. And in it, Batman uh commits cunnilingus on Catwoman. And which is already kind of interesting, but then DC came out and said they like had DC came out with like this official statement stating that 
Batman would never do that because it's unhero-like. Well, if that's the case, DC, guess I'm a villain. Team me up with the Joker. Team me up with Two-Face. Because if those guys get to uh, lap it up, I'm on their team, buddy. I'm Team Joker. If 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 getting to go down on a girl means you're not a hero, eh. Batman, you and me are fighting, buddy. We're throwing hands. Because if that's unhero-like, I ain't no hero. I just thought that was a weird thing that I, I never thought I'd see. And I'm a huge Batman fan. I love Batman. Um, I've honest. Well, and what's funny about the whole thing is the reason I love Batman is because of the villains. So this only further <laughs> makes my love of villains in the Batman universe that much more. Catwoman's a villain too. So does that mean Catwoman can go down on Batman? If that's unhero-like, she's like a hero villain. She's like both. Poor Catwoman. You know, you know. <laughs> Oh, you know how Bruce Wayne, uh... I mean, that's like... He's like a bachelor, too. You don't think he can, uh... You don't think he could, uh, perform? Come on. Come on. Let's be honest with ourselves. Um... Okay. So, uh... As I mentioned... I am going to be going to text... Well, I... I will have been in Texas at this point, but I'm going on this trip and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. Been needing a vacation for a while. It's always nice to go on vacation. I got five days off of work. Three of those are paid. So that's always, that's always nice having that paid vacation. But... That's actually where I want to go with this. Talking about pay, talking about finances. I was thinking about this. Every time I do some kind of trip, whether it's for a football game or, excuse me, Sturgis, anything like that, I always stress about finances and if there's I figured this would be a good week if you know my serious note my serious little like gem of the week I talked a little bit about finances and I talked a little bit about you know all that because that is something that like genuinely affects everyone's lives unfortunately unfortunately we live in a world where money does matter so um it's like, okay, every time I do this, I, I end up stressing about money. And I, you know, I, I make good money. I've, I've done well to save up and, like, have, have a reserve of, of money where, where I can be comfortable. And yet, what I've noticed is that no matter how much I save, no matter how, like, frugal I am, like, I'll spend, you know, a pay period... 
not going out as much or, you know, spending more time at home, trying to like kind of just let the money stack up a little bit. Yeah, you know, obviously bills aside. And it's like no matter how much I I get in the green, it's never enough. And it's hard to t- it's hard to tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Cuz I was doing trips like this, I was literally flights, hotels, events all in one expensive trips. I was doing this shit when I only had like 2000 bucks in the bank. And, you know, I was stressing out then. I got a considerable amount more than that now. And I still end up stressing out cuz I'm still constant my head constantly is thinking, "Okay, well, how much am I going to have after this?" And, you know, where am I going to be after this? Thinking about my next paycheck and where I'll be here and there, how much I'm allotted to spend. And like playing this numbers game in my head, trying to be like my like this accountant and figure out, okay, well, I got my pay- these payments coming up. I got this and this and this. In the end, here's what I, here's what I'm ultimately gonna tell you. That's not a bad thing. It's good to be financially secure. It's good to be smart with your money and to be conscious of your money. But it's also important to enjoy your money. And I've done a very good job in my life of, of enjoying my money. And, and going on trips and doing this and that. And like I said, every time, it's always in the back of my head. Like, how much am I spending? How much am I spending? Is this worth it? Is, you know, I've literally built myself up to this point now where i'm out, where i can comfortably just spend money kind of freely sometimes and i'm not saying do that all the time definitely don't do that all the time but if you are able to if you've built yourself up to a point where you can then enjoy it do it freely and i guess in my head i'm thinking you know i got other trips i want to do down the line well fuck those other trips right now we live in the present we don't live in the future god knows I could, you know, you you can literally die at any minute. And what's that money worth to a dead man? Fucking nothing. Nothing. And granted, yeah, it, it's great to have that money for my family. It'd be better, you know, it'd be more important to me if I had a wife and a kid and all that. I don't. It's like... So... Yeah, I'm leaving it for who? My brother, my sister, my mother, my, you know, my dad. It's like, okay. Enjoy it, man. You work, people work so hard for the money they get. I At least I do. I mean, some of you don't, I guess. But for the most part, I think people work very hard for the money they earn. Now, granted, you need to take that time to build your you know build equity build build um, a stable amount of money that you are comfortable with where you're like okay if my car breaks down I'm set if uh, if emergency strikes I got this build your credit up all this you know that's all good stuff and once you reach that point of comfort hell like I said I was taking trips and doing stuff 
when I didn't have that luxury. But ultimately, still, it's good to get in the habit of being conscious of it. I see people like spending money like it's going out of fucking style. And that stresses me out. Um, you know, obviously, let's, let's, let's just start with that, okay? I'm just going to assume you're somebody who isn't necessarily financially set. You are working your way up. I don't know, maybe you're working two jobs, making, maybe you're, um, I don't know. Let's just say, I don't know your situation. There's a billion fucking situations out there. Let's just say you're, you're in somewhat financially unset. Okay. Here's the best advice I can give you. And it's hard because everyone has different situations. Just, you know, be frugal. Um... We all have these luxuries that are very hard to, you know, I didn't have any subscription, you know, I didn't have Netflix, I didn't have all this shit for a long time, I didn't have nice things, sometimes you have to coast on, on lesser valued stuff, and eventually, you accumulate that money. The biggest thing is work ethic, work hard. You know, be there on time, put in your hours, and and ultimately it's gonna pay off for you because if you're if you're not making quite the money you want to now, you will later. If you're in a bat if you're working a shitty job, get the fuck out. Don't do it. Don't do something that you that you fucking hate and that drives you nuts and all this stuff because again Where's that going to get you when you're dead? Who gives a fuck? Do something that you at least can stand doing and that and that you you know it might not be your love, it might not be your dream job. Don't do something that you wake up and and can't stand doing every day. Obviously we all have bad days at the office, but if you wake up every day and want to put a fucking barrel in your mouth, I think it's time to change your job. Anyway, yeah. It's ultimately your destiny with with money and stuff. It's in your hands. And I know that's a a really weird thing to say because I think a lot of people don't believe that. They think, you know, I don't know, I don't know. But it's true. If if you don't like the job you have, you can always work at something different. And it it all depends on work and and how much you value yourself and how much you I've talked about this before, I know. But anyway, that much aside, it's hard to like counsel people on money when I don't know your specific situation. I could definitely help people out more if I knew specific situations. All I'm saying is build your the money, you, you know, your 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 savings and all this stuff to a point where you're comfortable. For me, that seems to be never, which is a good thing and a bad thing sometimes. Because I feel like I think too much about money and I stress too much about money. Which, again, I mean, it allows me security. But it doesn't always allow me freedom and joy. So you got to find that balance. That's where it's at. you got to find that balance of being secure with your money and being able to enjoy your money. And this weekend, I'm going to fucking enjoy my money. 
I'm not putting spending limits on anything. I'm out there to have fun. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go hog wild. I'm not going to be like, fucking $100 here and $100 here. No, I'm going to fucking... But I'm going to enjoy, you know, nice cuisine. I get to eat fucking McDonald's every day, you know, whenever I'm here. Let's go out and have some nice dinners. Let's go... Let's go to... I think we might go to Top Golf. I don't know. I'll let you guys know what we end up doing. But we're going to go do some stuff. And it's going to be fun. And I'm not stressing out about it. I just noticed that I was stressing out about it a decent amount. And it's not worth it. I'm here to tell you it's not worth it. So... I mean, there there is that line where... You know, you're gonna be stressed out about about finances, and you just gotta work your way out of that, and then keep it in your head and and always be conscious of it. Don't if you're getting out of the hole, don't get back in it. And yeah, so and once you're out of it, you get that freedom to do to do all the fun stuff and to and to enjoy the luxuries in life. So. I hope that uh, helps somebody out there. I hope that kind of spoke to somebody out there. And at worst case scenario, there's always OnlyFans. <laughs> um, let's see. Speaking of, I guess I'll talk. I'll, I didn't realize how much time we've, not a lot at the moment, but I guess I could talk about this let me see Ooh, billy hello i got billy eilish on here again let's see where else where else i thought i was gonna spend more time on this but i guess not okay i guess i'll talk about this um the other day i received a friend request on facebook it was a rather attractive girl, woman, and it said she was. It said she lived in Missoula and she was from Billings. These pictures were not, you know, obscurely, you know. She didn't look like a model. She wasn't sitting on the beach with this, like, you know, abs- absurdly fake photo. And there was a few of them. And on top of that, there was three mutual friends that I had. So I'm like, okay, this already seems odd. It's already odd that a decently attractive girl is friend requesting me out of the blue so my suspicion meter is already up I'm like what the heck except I start I look at her I look at her profile sure enough one photo and it was made you know her account was made two days ago or yesterday or whatever so I'm like, all right, all right, you got me. It's a fake account. I've gotten hit with these a ton. Now, usually, this was a good one. They got me on this one. 
usually it's a absurdly attractive woman with like she's on the beach and she's you know that's how you can always tell if it's a fake account on like tinder too is it's like this really hot chick and they're like on the beach i'm like where the fuck are you on the beach in montana if there's a single palm tree in any girl's photo on tinder i have always see ya swipe right or swipe left and so anyway they're usually like obviously fake now this one got me they actually and it was you know it's, it's usually like i'm from fucking tallahassee or i'm from matizzi you know i'm from fucking wherever some like out there i'm from knoxville tennessee i'm from portland maine and i'm like who do i fucking know in portland but this one got me it said it was from here and sure enough first thing that happens whenever you accept one of these fake accounts they immediately message you so i'm like here we go here comes the song and dance hey how are you and I, okay, so once this shit happens, I love to fuck with them. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'll start with the small talk. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Where are you from? It's always like, where are you from? And it's usually like broken English. So, you know, it's some fucking Nigerian prince or some shit. It's like, uh... Where are you from originally? Or it, that sounded real. It's some broken ass English. But anyway. I'm like, I'm from Montana. It says it right on my profile. And how old are you? I'm, I'll either, you know, I'll either be, I'll be like, I'm 68. Or, <laughs> and then always with the responses, it's like, doesn't matter what I say. It's like this programmed response. Like it's a bot or something like that. I'm 68. Oh, I'm 27 and um, whatever. It's just like whatever the next automatic response is. And typically what ends up happening is they're like, do you like sex? And I'm like, I'm either, I'll either say, well, yeah, duh. Who doesn't? Or I'll say, no, I'm i I'm actually a monk. And I, and I took an oath of, 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 uh, What's the fucking word? Uh, virginity. Whatever. Uh, I can't think of the word. I took an oath. Chastity. And so... Celibacy. That's the word I was looking for. I took an oath of celibacy. Or they'll be like... You know... Would you like to see... Uh, I, I'm naked right now. Would you like to see? And I'll be like, I mean, I'm gay. So if you're gonna, unless you're gonna show me a penis, I don't see what's the point. Or they'll say something along the lines of, uh, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, do you, like, are you interested in in hooking up? And I'm like. Well, I'd, I mean, I wish I knew what that was like because I lost my penis in a, in a horrifying weed whacker incident. And it's always with the responses. So you say these outlandish things and they always try and like come back around. Well, this one ended up, she was just like, she said all that shit. She's like, 
Would you like to see me naked? I'm like, you know, I said all my crazy shit. And then she's like, she said something. And I ended, I ended it off with sending a gif of Jim Carrey going. And she <laughs> and immediately stopped responding. So to the Nigerian prince out there that, uh, or, or whoever, the Indian or... Whoever out there decided to shoot me the friend request. Hope you enjoyed our conversation. That was quite enjoyable to me. Always with that shit. And you know what else? Uh, the fake... I, I've gotten like fake Snapchats from chicks. Usually from Tinder or wherever. And I always accept those. Because... Nine... Okay, so what? It, so here's the difference between the, the Tinder ones... Or, I mean, not the, the Facebook ones and the Snapchat ones. So, the fake Snapchat girls, who are always fake, it's like, it's usually sign up for my, you know, page or whatever. And it's some virus or it's some, like, hack to, to get you to, you know, you sign in and you give them your credit card number and all, you know, all the bullshit. Which, actually, let me just say is quite unfortunate that this is out there because you know there are guys out there that fall for this shit. Especially older guys who are just like lonely and dusty and want a bone. I happen to work with one. But, anyway, yeah, people get scammed from this shit all the time. It's really sad. Or you get their identity stolen. So I'm, I know the fucking game. I know how it goes and I'm not falling for this. Well... Um, this, so the, the, the Snapchat ones, I always accept them because they're like, sign up for my website and blah, blah, blah. They'll, they'll do the fucking run around like, Hey, how are you? And blah, 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 blah. And you know, are you, what are you looking for? But then it ultimately leads to sign up for my website. And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, you can see nudes on there. And I'm like, pfft. Okay, have you ever heard of the internet? And then they're like they they do give you the fucking runaround and I and they and then they ultimately always end up sending nudes anyway. That's the trick. That's the fucking trick of it all. They still end up sending them and I'm like, "Okay, got free tits." Blocked. It's like, got what I, got what you were trying to sell me. If you fucking, if you lead them along long enough, they'll send you shit. And if they don't, they don't. Whatever. They'll end up sending you shit. And it's like, save, block, see ya. The Facebook one. I've had Facebook ones before that tried calling me on the Facebook messenger They'll call me, and I'm like, you know, obviously if I an like what I've always wondered, what's gonna happen if I answer this? Is somebody gonna be on? The like I've never answered it because I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. I'm just I'm scared to answer it. But I've always wondered what's on the other end. Am I gonna be seeing an actual person, or like what the fuck? Maybe one day I'll get ballsy enough and I'll do it. I should get a burner phone. Just so I can, like, have all different stuff on there so nothing gets hacked or anything like that. But I've always been curious. 
it's always like a video chat too so i'm like mm. but i've never done it because i'm i'm always worried i'm gonna get into some scam or it's gonna be like she'll be naked and she'll be like oh i'm fucking 15 and you're a pervert now i'm gonna fucking call the cops on you unless you pay me money that's keep it be careful out there guys especially with these fake ass accounts I yeah fucking they'll they'll do that shit. I've heard stories about about you know fake accounts sending nudes to dudes and then being like, oh by the way I'm 16, and then they're fucked, cause that's child porn. And then it's like, I actually had a okay so I'll tell this one. I actually had a buddy, who that happened to. He uh, he, let me see if I can remember how it, it's something like. He was messaging some girl who was fake from like a Tinder or something like that. And she sent him naked pictures and he sent naked pictures back. And she ended up telling him that she was like 16. And then they fucking scammed his ass. Because some guy, or it was it was some guy the whole time, um, said, excuse me. Who are you? Like text or called him or something like that. It was either call or a text and was like, um, what are you doing sending me sending my sixteen year old daughter these images? And it's like I mean, who's not gonna freak the fuck out? And it's like my buddy said that he was in a panic and that he just freaked out and didn't know what to do. And then like this was fucking god like i don't know a long time ago i can't i don't know how long it was a it was a while ago fuck so we must have been like i don't know it was out of high school it was like fresh out of high school so like 18 19 something like that and so the dude's like well i it was something like i just like my my wife broke my daughter's phone so you need to pay like I'm, I'm not going to press charges. I just want the phone paid for. So the fucking... My buddy had to go wire like 600 bucks to this guy. And I told him... I was like, dude, that's a fucking scam. They scammed your ass. Because what are you going to do? Not pay it? And then the dude turns you in for fucking child porn? So they fucking got him. You got to be careful out there, guys. If it's, if it's too good to... Here's the thing. If it's too good to be true, it probably is bottom line and always ask their age up front duh especially in online like they can put that they're fucking 25 anybody can doesn't mean they are be careful out there that's all i'm saying these scams are for real and i already i know a few people who've gotten caught up in them and i feel bad for like the old people who get caught up in like the car warranty scams and like the the lottery scams were... I, I saw a whole documentary on lottery scams where it's like the Jamaican lottery scan, scam where they call you and they're like, hey, you just won $1,000. All you got to do is send in like a, like a check of $100 to prove this and this and then they get fucking run for their whole bank account and they fall for that shit. I think my grandma got scammed by something like that too at one point. Fucking scam artist. I hate that shit. And, and all these fucking fake profiles come at me. I know what you I know I know you're fake from the beginning. It's too obvious.
So if you want to scam me, you got to get a lot better at it. I think that'll wrap us up for the for this week. Thank you all very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Once again, happy Father's Day to my father and to all the fathers out there. Um, keep your finances, con- be conscious of your finances, but in like, enjoy your money, but um, be aware of your money. Keep it in mind. Be conscious of it, but enjoy it. And don't get scammed by fake accounts. Be conscious of that as well. Be safe out there, guys. I hope you have a great week. Stay positive. No matter how low you get, it always gets better. And if nobody's told you lately, I love you guys. If you haven't heard it yet, you heard it from me. I love you. Please, like, share, subscribe. Get the word out. We want to grow this thing more and more. We're growing the garden. The garden is on the rise. Um, yeah, I'll see you guys. I'll see you fuckers when I get back from Texas. Until then, don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it. <laughs>